0: Welcome to a special edition of Digging in with Missouri Farm Bureau, the coronavirus uh, at home edition. We just closed the Missouri Farm Bureau. Well, we didn't close the office. We just said anybody who can work from home probably ought to for the next few days. So um, today is our first real day of working from our home offices and um, still keeping an eye on what's going on in Missouri agriculture. We still, our insurance companies are still going strong, running. Um, If anyone has claims or any problems, you can still call the office and we can help you out with anything. Uh, We're just having some people that can work from a remote location do so. Um, But we are going to just keep an eye on how things go over the next couple weeks and hopefully be back to totally normal soon. Um, We're going to try to do a few things differently um, to uh, maybe give you some ideas of things to do with your kids over the next few weeks, um, some hopefully fun things to uh, teach them. If you have any ideas, go ahead and comment in the comments. We're doing this by Facebook Live, as well as recording it for a podcast. So uh, let us know what your ideas are. And maybe we'll try to talk about a few of those as we go. Yeah,
1: Eric, I'm on day one. I'm looking
0: for all ideas. So <laughs> yeah, it did not take long. <laughs> We run out of ideas, I think. But uh, hopefully uh, we're, we are live. I can't tell right now if we are or not, because, you know, that's how Facebook goes. It says, sorry, this content isn't available right now, but we're going to keep on going. Hopefully uh, it'll come through. All right, so... Let's start off by talking about what's happening at the state legislature. Um, BJ, I know you are keeping an eye currently, literally keeping one eye on what's happening in the House. Um, So what is going on in the state legislature?
1: Yeah, so today we expected the House to be taking up the full budget um, and then moving that forward so the legislature could be on their regular timeline to pass the budget before the budget deadline, which is the first week of May. it turned out because things seem to be evolving quicker than expected, um, we're actually moving the supplemental budget, which changes the current budget year, but doesn't affect the 2021 year, um, decided to hold the 2021 budget um, in hopes of seeing kind of how this thing shakes out for a week or two more, uh, before sending it over to the Senate. I really think with so many things changing and changing quickly, they're worried about the economic impact on the state's budget, as well as any changes they would need to be making um, to respond to this. So I think there's a lot of smart decisions being made. Um, as I read something earlier that was talking about, well, what happens if we don't pass the 2021 year budget before the deadline? From what I've heard, if you don't pass it, it just doesn't happen, and then they have to, they have to follow suit and take it up again. It has to go through the whole process over again. But it's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen. Right now, there's a lot of important things being done. Right now, on the House floor, they're debating the supplemental budget, which includes supplemental funding to allow the federal funds to flow into the state of Missouri for um, COVID-19 recovery. Uh, So, we're moving things in response to this, but not moving everything we thought we would be.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, and what do you think is going to happen here once the uh, legislature does go out of session? Do they have a plan for how long they're going to be out or when they're going to return?
1: Yeah, so before before we left last week, it was to have technical sessions this week until today, be in today and tomorrow to pass the budget. And then the Senate's out this week for uh, coronavirus and then taking next week off for spring break. So everybody's out next week anyway. That's not new. Um, The original intention was possibly the Senate would come back following that spring break week, which would be like the 30th of March or the very end of the month of March, and then take that week off so that they would have that two-week period of being isolated. I think that's probably looking like it's going to be longer than that. There hasn't been any official message sent yet. Officially, they're saying we're playing it by ear, Uh, and I think that's probably smart, uh, you know, we can't go well, to school, if we're telling people to stay home, it's hard to, that the legislature needs to rush back. These truly are 200-plus people coming from across the state, coming together in Jeff City, and then going back home on a weekly basis. And,
0: and we did just see, I believe, yesterday the first confirmed case of coronavirus in mid-Missouri, uh, one in Jefferson City and one or two in Columbia uh, mm-hmm. that were confirmed. And so I think that changes um, people's perspective a little bit now that they know there's one right here. Um, yeah, that does it. Changes it's no things quickly. Far off, it's it's yeah. local. So um, totally that could happen. So what what are the things that are on you know really hanging out there on agricultural issues that you've been working on that um, are probably somewhat getting derailed here? Um, yeah, still be able to get back to.
1: Yeah, we certainly hope to. Um, number one is property rights and trying to pass an eminent domain bill dealing with merchant transmission lines. We got that. Very quickly, and it was signed to be it was shown to be a priority of the Missouri House and Speaker Elijah Hart. Um, It's in the Senate now, it's been out of committee, just hasn't had Senate action yet. Um, It's been named top priority by Senator Justin Brown. Everybody's on board to try to get something done. We just needed that opportunity in the Senate. That's the number one thing we have hanging out there. Um, Issues biodiesel was just perfected on the floor before this kind of break happened. It's actually. Eligible to be voted out of the house today. I don't think they took it up today, but it is eligible um, to where that would be in the senate. Um, And then also, kind of the highest priority, or you know, um, profile issue is probably prescription drug monitoring program. Yeah, that's an issue that's been going on for several years. Um, Voted out of the house early, sent to the senate. The senate filibustered and then compromised. Sent it back to the house. That bill is actually eligible to be third read today. That's something I might not be surprised if they do go ahead and take up before they leave. Everybody kind of knows where they stand on that issue. And rather than risking having to bring it up and go through the whole process all over again, I wouldn't be surprised if they do take that up before yeah. they leave. Today. I'm saying that while I'm kind of watching my phone with half of my eyes, but um, they may or may not. That might be a silly prediction, but with session being in such flux, um, there will be some who will be asking them to take it up for sure.
0: Yeah, well, um, it's obviously a fluid situation. We're just going to have to wait and see um, what they try to, you know, rush through before they have to head out of town and who knows. Um, And just before we move on, for those of us who have joined us on Facebook Live, if you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the comments. I'm keeping an eye on them um, and we'd be happy to talk to you. We have all the time in the world right now uh, (laughs) sitting in our homes trying to figure out what to pay attention to. Um, well, I've
1: only got so much time before my kids get wrapped <laughs> right We're not all the time in the world I told
0: them hey, just B- to stay Sorry. out there and don't come in until yes I tell exactly you to, but anyway
2: hey BJ um, I know that one thing we've been dealing with on the federal level is we've had to cancel our washington dc trip which has been a really uh, big change for it's the first time we've ever done that at Missouri Farm Bureau and I really appreciate everyone's flexibility as we've worked through that change but from the state level I know you all do capital connections and so what's the status of that program given all the changes going on in the capital
1: yeah so we officially canceled this week's obviously we didn't have one scheduled for spring break week the first week after spring break uh, we had the uh, west central region was scheduled to come in we have officially canceled that one Uh, Mm -hmm. so from there we're just kind of playing it by ear uh, We're now kind of looking at that maybe getting back to maybe normal post Easter um, I would like to be able to do those we enjoy it I think our members enjoy being able to be in the Capitol and advocating for our issues we had also looked to be having a property rights rally in the first couple of weeks of April that's been officially canceled at this point so I hope people are paying attention uh, we're trying to spread the word as much as we can while at the same time not just blanketly but canceling everything If session gets back to normal at some point, we would like to still, you know, reconvene those things, but at the same time, it's more important to be careful at this time than it is to try to push something. I also think there's a chance that the House and Senate may come back in but ask for no visitors, um, at which case we still wouldn't be able to do that. We will be looking for different opportunities to be able to advocate on behalf of these issues. You know, that face-to-face contact may not necessarily be um, available like it had been in the past, but we may have to use other means whether it be social medias or others, to have that same impact. Um, we don't want to stop advocating if we have the opportunity. We actually had, of a list of about 10 to 12 priorities, we had a lot of them teed up to move very far this year. Um, hate to see this happen, but we all know this is more important. Um, but we will still push if we get the opportunity before the, se- before the end of session. And just one last thing before we move on from state issues. This does leave open the issue of possibly having special sessions to deal with some of these issues that are hanging out there. I don't know the Missouri Farm Bureau's priorities will be included in that list of things that have to get done in the special session, but if given the opportunity, we will take those. Um, if we have to postpone session until after that kind of May, mid-May deadline, um, that's always an opportunity, and, and, and we'll take it if we get it. Um, like I said, we've got a lot of things we were hoping to get done um, and, and still will look to get done if given the opportunity.
2: Yeah, this would be a great time if you're a Missouri Farm Bureau member or you're just interested in agricultural issues. Definitely take a minute. I know all of us have cell phones. Even though we're social distancing, that doesn't mean we don't have access to technology in most cases. So definitely text MOFB to 50457. Uh, We're very likely going to be using our Legislative Action Center to try to drive contacts at the state and federal level. Um, So definitely sign up for that. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, which we'll continue to send out even though we're all going to be working from home for the foreseeable
0: future. Yeah. And we will definitely uh, try to keep on top of all those things and still send out our weekly newsletter on Fridays. If we have things to share, we'll send it. And hopefully there will be um, no break in that. So Spencer, yeah, you have a lot of things that you've been keeping an eye on too. The Congress has been overwhelmed with um, potential responses to coronavirus um, and trying to get other things done too. But they're sort of consumed with that. So what, what are you keeping an eye on? What do you think is going to happen here?
2: So right now, you know, Congress is primarily working to move an emergency response bill to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. We at the Farm Bureau are taking a really hard look at if they are going to be taking steps to, um, bolster the rural economy or the agricultural economy, how can farmers, ranchers, and those who live in rural America potentially benefit from action Congress is taking? I have this very helpful sheet that I will not go through the whole thing. It's clearly color coded, Um, but we are thinking about lots of different ways that we can help our rural economy during this, um, what we see is probably gonna be a downturn. One of those issues that we have really started to focus on, especially with schools closing recently, is access to rural broadband. And I know yourself and BJ and I, pretty much every meeting we go to, I think we talk about rural broadband if we say we have to say it like three times in every speech we give. Um, We kind of joke about that, but it's the truth. And we've been talking about it for a little bit over three years. This um, prolonged period of school closures in a lot of cases is really demonstrating the urban and rural-digital divide. Yeah. And that's that we, um, unfortunately, this situation really brings to light. We obviously think it's an important issue. Um, so trying to increase funding for rural broadband programs, particularly, um, USDA has a distance learning and telemedicine program that is pretty effective when it is funded. Obviously, telemedicine is something that could be really helpful in this situation. You don't want people going in doctor's offices, offices. You don't want people going in large crowds. So telemedicine is a really key element um, in addition to that education component that we're trying to demonstrate.
0: Yeah, and the, the rural broadband is one that it really is coming into play right now uh, mm-hmm. with people trying to work from home to do the social distancing and to go to school from home. You know, my kids actually have to log on to, to Zoom like we're using right now uh, for some of their um, school stuff. And to watch lectures and such. Um, if you don't have a broadband connection, it makes it really hard. Actually, we were just testing our connections this morning and I live in Columbia, in the city of Columbia, and what was my download speed? Like two hundred and sixty megabytes of let per me second. look. Let's not talk it was about very it. High. <laughs> yeah. Let's it not was, talk about mine. It, it was, was outrageously high compared to you guys. And yeah you know, we're, we're just trying to do this and seeing that there's a big disparity in real life between what a person who lives in a larger town, larger city has, and what people who live in more rural areas have. Yeah, Spencer, yours was what, like five?
2: Yeah, so Eric, yours was download speed, 255 megabits per second. Upload speed 31 megabits per second. BJ had um, about 10, one, 9.8 Download and 0.61 upload, 10 one, Um, Just to kind Little of brag. That's what um, the federal government actually funds, even though their standard is higher than that. So we've identified that as a real problem at Missouri Farm Bureau and we're trying to correct it. Mine, um, unfortunately, I'll hold it up. I don't know if people can see, the camera may not focus. Um, it was five megabits per second upload and two megabits per second download. So it's yeah. not good yeah. in Pretty rural rough. Osage <laughs> County. And on that note,
0: for some reason, Facebook keeps dropping our feed, but we're still recording and uh, we can, I, I'm gonna keep on trying to restart it because I don't know what their problem is, but hey, we hopefully will we'll be able to get it to continue working.
1: And I, I think this is a perfect, op- uh, you know, our intern in the office, she's from Missouri, but she's basically been forced to stay in Columbia because of broadband issues.
2: Uh,
1: no picking on Columbia, but Boone County has a case of this. Her home county does not, but she' t- you know basically forced to stay in Columbia to have the services to be able to continue her education through this type of issue. You don't want to take advantage of it, but the truth is just is shining a light on the issues that we've been talking about for a long time. I think you're absolutely right. rural health care. Uh, telemedicine yep. this is a great opportunity that if we all had a good connection there's a lot of things we could avoid um, although we're all still being able to stay home it's not not the same it's not the
0: same issue for everyone right and whole
2: hospitals oh sorry
0: i was just going to mention that we have seen the university of missouri uh, say that they are taking some actions to try to help out their students and their distance learners who are having trouble um who our local school district connect.
1: invited kids to come sit in the parking lot if yeah. they need into their Wi-Fi. They were broadening the network to be able to allow people to sign in. I mean, that's unfortunate. Yeah,
0: and Mizzou Extension is also uh, helping out with some of their offices that have broadband access and letting people come there and use it, or um, giving hotspots to students who have coursework that they still have to do, but are not allowed to use the university internet anymore because they're not on campus. So, sorry, Spencer, you were saying...
2: Uh, B.J. had mentioned rural healthcare, and we talked about telemedicine, but just in general, you know, our rural hospitals really can be at a disadvantage when it comes to outbreaks like this. Um, So we're also looking at working with our congressional delegation to see how we might be able to be sure that rural hospitals um, are still getting the cash flow that they need during this time. I've just heard anecdotally, um, you know, we have rural hospitals different services They're now being told to close some of those services, or people are putting off um, maybe unnecessary or optional procedures in order to um, stay away from other people and do that social distancing thing. And that can really create a cash flow problem for our rural hospitals. Um, But also, on the individual level, you know, things like um, increased cost of healthcare, more people going to the doctor, not knowing maybe how they're going to pay for these tests, or not having adequate access to. Health insurance. So maybe looking at increasing contribution limits on things like health spending accounts. Um, that's something, or health savings accounts, excuse me, HSAs. Uh, that's something that re- could really make a big difference for people in rural America.
0: And what other things are on your fancy color-coded sheet there that are potential items that the that Congress might want to take a look at?
2: I'm so glad you asked. It's like it's like you knew. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, One thing that I think is is something that's already being talked about, particularly though in the agricultural space, is um, deferring any applicable loan or tax payment dates for farmers and ranchers. Um, Particularly, we have people who have loans coming due, tax time is just around the corner, um, and also allowing people to defer those payments and then not accrue any additional interest. Um, We think that's something that's really important to look at. Uh, We're still in Missouri, as you both know. Uh, really recovering from the flood of 2019. So you have people who have maybe lost their entire income last year. They're potentially going to lose their income this year because their levies have not been put back. And now they may be seeing increased healthcare costs. They may be seeing additional disruptions with international trade. Um, The economy is just not going to be uh, rebounding. Go ahead, Eric.
0: I just was going to mention, I uh, just saw we had a comment from one of our, Top fans, Matt Bain, a uh, good friend of oh, all of ours. Who, uh, <laughs> Hi, <works> Matt. For, <laughs> hey, Matt. Um, sorry that you had to delay your week. wedding. Yeah. Uh, Matt was supposed to get married in, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I think. And uh, this weekend. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So He's had to delay his wedding because of the coronavirus situation. But he works for his senator, um, Holly, Josh Holly. And uh, I believe he posted an article that says, um, Senator Hawley sends a letter to FCC Chairman Pai urging immediate action to ensure broadband internet access. So thank you, uh, Matt, for mentioning that. But thank you also, Senator Hawley, for taking some action there on an issue that's very, very important to uh, all, a lot of our members. Um, sorry, Spencer, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but uh, no. that's, a, that's a good point. No.
2: That's very helpful. Um, but back to disaster recovery, you know, the, the farm economy as a whole is already not in a very good place. And we in Missouri uh, have had an especially rough go over the past couple of years. So um, increasing funding for USDA's um, disaster program, the WIP program as it's called, um, potentially looking at options for increasing prevent plant payments as well. That's something that was actually done last year. Uh, we see that that may be a problem again this year. So. Um, At this point, though, um, I won't go through this entire list because there really is a lot, um, including looking at another round of the market facilitation program, uh, because we haven't seen those trade markets bounce back, even though we've had a lot of good news surrounding international trade in the first quarter of this year. There's a lot there, and right now everything is on the table for consideration. So we are trying very hard to work with our congressional delegation, put this list together, uh, and see how we might be able to help farmers and rangers.
1: Awesome. As Senator Holly, like like Matt chimed in talking about broadband, was also been one of the spoken voices talking about what can we do to address some of the economic concerns as well. I know he's uh, he's had several ideas to look towards that. I think it's an opportunity. Once again, you know this is a troubling time, but we've got to make sure that we're supporting our members all over the place. And and there are going to be several, especially those that have been impacted by floods and unfortunately may be flooded out again. Members um, yep. are coming. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be vital that we make sure we have these conversations and I know there's, there's going to be some opportunities in Washington and gladly we have, uh, we have some outspoken voices there that are willing to stand up for agriculture in rural Missouri.
2: That's a really good point BJ. One thing also we should mention is um, you may have seen if you're listening or watching over the past couple of months Missouri Farm Bureau has put a lot of increased efforts into mental health resources and trying to learn more about um, ways that farmers and ranchers might be able to seek help if they are having a hard time. Um, So we definitely want to be conscious of those concerns and know that uh, with everything going on, some people might need some help. And so um, if you have questions or if you know someone in your community who might need assistance in that regard, um, there's a lot of resources out there. We at Farm Bureau would be more than happy to talk with you, or you can go online um, and look at the Farm State of Mind website through the American Farm Bureau, and they can direct you to resources as well.
0: Yeah, that's really, really a helpful website, um, so definitely would encourage people to do that. Um, so I was thinking about this a little bit earlier when... So I've been looking at the fin- financial news all day and uh, you guys might have seen that the market hit another circuit breaker today for little, what like the fourth or fifth time um, yeah. in just the past week or two. And it continues to just crater, fall apart. The price of oil is down 60% in the past month. Um, it's now down around $20 a barrel. And uh, it's dropped 20% of its price just today. Um, th- that's... For the economy, for the broader economy, terrible news. I think in any situation like this, there are some bright sides. Um, some of the input costs might be lower for some producers this year. Um, people, who, people, you know, farmers use a lot of diesel um, as they're planting it going through the spring, and uh, potentially there's some positives to that. Anything else you guys have seen that might be, you know, small glimmers of s- silver linings?
2: I'll let you go first, BJ.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> silence.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the, the silver linings are, you know, we have the chance to advocate for some of these issues that we've been talking about. You, in my yeah. opinion, is, is the fact that we've talked about it already, and I'm not going to rehash the whole thing, but we talk about broadband, we talk about rural health care, and a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, we'll get to that eventually, when it comes out and it's a major impact on a lot of people, then it sounds like, oh, well, that wasn't just people crying into the wind. That was really an issue that needed to be addressed. Um, and as unfortunate as this is going to be, hopefully we'll get through this as healthy and strong as possible. We will come out of this no matter how long it takes. Um, but it is an opportunity to talk about issues that we have had top of mind for, for a while. Um, it's going to be important that we continue, especially at the federal level, because that's where the opportunities are. Um, to talk about what we can do to support those markets when they do dip, because we've had some low markets, but this is gonna have a major impact on it. I was listening to some of the um, University of Missouri's economic numbers last night, um, and they made made their whole baseline report and then said, hey, pay attention to this, but then throw it out, because we don't know what coronavirus is gonna do to it, depending on how long it lasts. Unfortunately, there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, To me, the bright side is we have the opportunity to talk about issues that we've been talking about for a while uh, um, and and bring some light to them. And and hopefully we come stronger for next time something like this has to happen.
2: I think that's a really good point, BJ. You mentioned it and I forgot to mention it in my um, remarks earlier, but um, we didn't even mention the drop in the beef market that we saw just yesterday. Um, that's obviously something we're paying a lot of attention to and trying to seek solutions. I know American Farm Bureau has been in touch with USDA even just this morning, trying to figure out what we can do to help make sure that um, that market is able to recover um, and what what's the best solution going forward. So um, it's caused a lot of uncertainty for people, a lot of uncertainty surrounding international trade. We've been reassured multiple times that this will not impact the China phase one deal. This is not going to impact USMCA. By the way, if you didn't know, USMCA passed Canadian Parliament last week, there's a glimmer of good news. Um, That will eventually be done. And um, hopefully that will be able to with no delays this this summer. Um, But, you know, in the US, we are really still kind of towards the beginning of what we think may be a pretty long road uh, with this whole situation. So I don't don't know how that pans out over the next few weeks or months.
0: Yeah. Well, all right, we've got plenty of more days to get together and discuss things. So um, hopefully we'll be able to come to you in um, a format that doesn't keep breaking off. I apologize. You guys haven't even seen, but uh, I think our Facebook live feed went off four different times. So, um, well, Thanks for doing all you can there. (laughs) Trying something new. You know, you never know if it'll work but uh, hopefully we'll be able to figure it out and do this again, keep on um, coming to you with updates because I know people have plenty of time on their hands to, um, to consume content, to watch things on video and, and listen to podcasts. So we're going to keep trying to give it to you. Um, so before we go, I guess, uh, Spencer had a great idea. Of,
2: um, <laughs> Sorry, DJ, we didn't warn oh, okay. you about this. Oh, this is your fault for being <laughs> late to the call. Um, <laughs>
0: but she wanted to know, um, what our go-to social distancing snack is. So that's our fun question for today. Um, yep. Spencer, why don't, since you came up with the idea, why, why don't you start off? What's your Hold
2: favorite? on, I have a prop. Give me oh, this. Oh boy. Mine is Oreos, ah. but I've already busted into them. So, and so did my off. husband, to be fair. So um, we're low. <laughs> Oh, and i maybe,
0: I maybe the... should
2: have gone to the store but i didn't want anybody to think i was panic buying anything <laughs>
0: so that's the <laughs> so ration. and your family is only two people so yes.
2: <laughs> it's true and the
0: party size
2: <laughs> yeah
1: okay
0: right, bj what about you
1: so, um, actually, been trying to avoid that a little bit, but being stuck at home all day, it's been uh, it's been tougher. I've uh, I have to say, my go to snack right now is a, is a is a handful of cuties. At this point, trying to be a little healthier, trying to watch. that. Wow. good for uh, you. But but the but the fruit bowl's running low. Um, yeah, it's been getting hit hard. But we're going to have to switch to something else.
0: Well, I've been enjoying um, some things that are not as natural as that. Um, like robin eggs, um, oh, <laughs> the best. yeah, Easter time. Yes. so
1: yeah. Easter's malt ball, Yeah, Maltball, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, they're so good. I went to the store yesterday, um, and there was pretty much nothing there. Yeah. Um, the I went to Walmart in Columbia, and I took a picture of it. It was incredible. The the uh, toilet paper and paper towel aisle was just shelving, not a mm. single thing on any of it. It was you could see. All the way through, um, and then the cereal aisle was pretty much the same. And yeah. anyway, it was just incredible. But they did have plenty of Easter candy, so I stocked up on that. Um, uh, as
1: the best Easter candy is the small Cadbury solid egg. It's a candy. It oh, yeah. is actually
2: the Butterfinger eggs. Oh no, oh, the, the, the
1: small the small egg is the best Easter
0: candy. I do like those. I just went through a bag of those uh, a couple days ago. So <laughs> they're so good.
2: Unfortunately, my supply of Butterfinger eggs looks about like my supply of Oreos right now, which is very <laughs> maybe good for my waistline over the next few days. Well, so. I
0: I got a bag of um era whatever you call those container thing of golden Oreos, uh, golden double stuff Oreos. So, so good. I'm right there with you basically. Anyway, well, well the right. good thing
1: is there's plenty of extra time to work out.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Except the gym is closed and uh, it's raining. So
2: yeah. Good On the next video, BJ will be leading a group workout for you to follow on with
0: at home <laughs>
1: on the next video eric's gonna wear that hawaiian shirt that's sitting by oh yeah
0: head. everybody was needs to vote on what i should wear for the next video um, yeah vj suggested this fine hawaiian shirt. if you it's,
2: if you want the hawaiian shirt then definitely do a thumbs up on this video um if you want the what, what can you show us some options
0: Um, Yeah, so we've got... My
2: shirt is the thumbs
0: up, just the regular like. Like a Farm Bureau shirt. We've got plenty of those back here. You can put
2: a heart for the Farm Bureau shirt. Um, Use your reactions to vote, people. This is Facebook.
0: (coughs) Something a little more um, college sports oriented. We've got plenty of Mizzou gear. Yeah,
2: as long as you don't have any KU gear, otherwise we would have people vote with the thumbs down.
0: Why would I have that?
2: Hmm. I'm kidding. Did you she see the meme
0: saying that you can still find toilet paper at Walmart uh, if you just look hard enough and it had a picture of the yes. KU sports uh, gear? We're supposed to be a non-partisan fun.
1: podcast. That's not partisan.
0: <laughs> we are the Missouri Farm Bureau. <laughs> there you go. We are allowed to be partisan against other states or you know territories, whatever you want to call Kansas. Anyway, well, thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to join us. And um, we'll try to get this video in its entirety posted, maybe, since I did get it um, mostly recorded. Um, And hopefully be back with you soon to do this again. Um, We'll definitely get the podcast uh, pulled out of this and get the audio uh, up on our podcast feed as well. So follow us on social media and um, hopefully we will be back with you soon. Everybody stay safe and stay quarantined.
2: All right. Bye.
0: Thanks. Thanks guys.